Hey, y'all. Um, Carmen here. I'm going to try to call Paul Ryan because democracy. I'm going to tell him all about my feelings about the Affordable Care Act, which he is leading the charge to repeal and therefore dismantle. Mostly, you know, I think my really major concern here is I'm going to call Paul Ryan and I'm going to just check in and see if he knows that without the Affordable Care Act, people will die. And then I'm going to ask him as a follow-up why he wants everyone to die. All right. So sounds fun. Should be wild. Let's go. I'm going to go ahead and call his DC office. 202-225-3031. Um, okay, that's awkward. I'm sure Speaker Paul Ryan is a very busy person. So let's go ahead and call some of Speaker Paul Ryan's local offices since Speaker Paul Ryan's DC office is unavailable. 608-752-4050. Let's give this thing a call. Okay, okay, now this is just, um... Wow. All right. Well, why don't we give uh, Speaker Paul Ryan's other offices a call? He has more than one local office. 262-654-2156. Oh, that's just, that's really unpleasant. Thanks for your time, Speaker Paul Ryan. I'll just scream into the void next time. Over the last couple years, the political climate in the U.S. has become increasingly scary. People of color are under attack. Queer and trans people are under attack. Women's rights, you guessed it, they're under attack. The post-election vibe amongst young women is, this sucks. I want to help, but how? My name is Jill Gutowitz. And I'm Carmen Rios. We're bringing together your favorite stars with politicians, activists, and analysts to talk current issues, U.S. government, and activism. We're all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wokeness. This is The The Bossy Bossy Show. Coming up, we're going to talk to YouTuber Arden Rose and play a little game called Safe or Screwed. Plus, we're going to give Carrie Wade a call. Carrie is a feminist writer with a severe amount of knowledge on the Affordable Care Act. Speaking of which, let's dive into the ACA. In our first two episodes, we talked about how we can get active, how to help, and how to get involved. Now we want to break it down into actionable issues. So we wrote a little story. Once upon a time... A man named Barack Obama made a big promise to the American people. Comprehensive, affordable health care for all. I know, right? His friends, Democrats and a handful of Republicans who actually put country before party, worked late and worked long and did all they could to make the people of the U.S. happy. And in the end, they did. Bitches love Obamacare. But Mitch McConnell, who looks like a turtle and hates doing his job, was not down to clown. He corralled his crew of cronies and did all he could to stop Obama from helping sick people. And, in the process, helping a sister out. And so they fought, as adults in politics so often do, while people, um, well, died. And then, after a lot of changes and yelling and the creation of the worst tea party of all time, it was done and the Affordable Care Act was born. But wait! 
While Obama and the American people ran arm in arm into a field of flowers and fell in love five ever and found relative immortality by way of access to preventative care and an end to the discriminatory policies embedded in the healthcare system, Republicans did everything they could to keep America sick, poor, and miserable. They haven't often succeeded, but soon they may. Darkness has befallen the kingdom. All may be lost. Sorry, this story doesn't have a happy ending. As always, thanks, white men in middle America. We are here with YouTuber Arden Rose. Arden, hi. How are you? Hello. I am great. Glad to be here. I'm happy that there's people that, like, are coming on our show and, like, letting me and Carmen play these, like, dumb games with them and like you're like agreeing to it and that's like really great <laughs> oh yeah i saw it in the email and i was like um yeah i'm pretty much down for that yeah. <laughs> you're just ready you're like fine sure i'll play a game i'll do that <laughs> okay, all right cool. so welcome to safe or screwed america's first game show about obamacare yay i feel like obamacare used to be boring and now there's like more drama around it than the bachelor um <laughs> So, like, there's also definitely people live-tweeting the repeal more than... Oh, my God, absolutely. Yeah, I would say more than they live-tweet The Bachelor. Sorry, Nick. (laughs) Not that I know The Bachelor. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I was about to say, you know what? That's a really good... Like, a Chris or a Nick or, like, a Brian would probably be The Bachelor. Brad. Brad. Um, Jill, do you watch The Bachelor? Move on. Let's right. move on. Um, so, Arden, how much do you know about the Affordable Care Act? I know a bit about it. The amount that I Googled this morning when I realized that I was playing this game. Cool. Awesome. Uh, we're going to, like, tell you. So that's great. That's good. <laughs> okay. That's so basically, um, Obamacare saves lives. More than 20 million Americans signed up for it in 2010. And currently, the Republican Party is running a pitchfork crusade against it, trying to get it repealed. The issue being they don't have a solid plan to replace it. Mm. So if that happens, that means 20 million people will be left uninsured, probably without any ability to pay for treatments that will keep them from dying. Um, people are going to die. Trump's first executive order he signed as president was instructing his administration to dismantle the law. So it's happening. Um, GOP members of Congress have already started moving on this. So here's how our game's uh, going to work. Uh, it's uh, pretty dark. Um, we're going to read you a scenario of an American who is insured under Obamacare, give you their condition, and then you get to guess if they'll be safe or, or screwed. <laughs> After their health insurance is ripped out from them under... Uh, ripped out from under them faster than MTV took faking it from us, um, which I'm bitter about. (laughs) Not that I watch faking it or The Bachelor. Right. You're really damning yourself right now. No, yeah. I'm just saying that, like... Just learning a lot about each other. Based on what I know from Twitter. Social media. And not your specific Twitter. Yes. uh, Totally unrelated to my personal interests. Yes. Okay. Carmen, let's let's start this. (laughs) All right. So... It's dark as fuck. Yeah, it is. It's not not dark at all. Um, Survivors of domestic violence who are... Just trying to go to the doctor. Safe or screwed? Are you saying people that legitimately have just like they're like it's like they're not going to the doctor for any. They're just like getting a checkup. They just yeah, they're going to the doctor because they're like a little sick, but they also happen to be a survivor of domestic violence. Trying to get that. Trying to get some insurance. Some basic. Why the fuck would that keep you from getting insurance? I'm gonna say screwed because I know this is a sad tale. But that makes me very upset. Can you can't. You explain th- now the why? game is just rigged. Okay. Can you explain why at least? Why the answer make- is screwed. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Um, so domestic violence is actually 
la- considered a pre-existing condition. What? So yeah. if you've survived a literal abusive relationship, you have a pre-existing condition What's the that condition? can prevent you from receiving health coverage. Is the condition that you have a really shitty partner? It's like, like, what's your condition? I, the condition is that you are a survivor, Christina Aguilar style, and um, men don't like that. So Ew, that's disgusting. Under Obamacare, you are safe. There's lots God, of thanks, language Obama. in there. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Preventing <laughs> discrimination. That's what it is. Against people with pre-existing conditions. Um, but before that, like before that whole law thing that changed everyone's lives in <laughs> 2010 <laughs> that, that Republicans have had seven to nine years to figure out a replacement plan for. But, oh, but didn't. But yeah. didn't. Yeah. Um before that, insurance companies could discriminate against domestic sur- violence survivors. So I'm just going to go ahead and gamble on the fact that that would not be part of the no. GOP's master plan. No. So you are screwed. But also, like, not even based on fact, just based on, like, what we know about them as people. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the yeah. other like, thing. You know, just, well, that's, that's, like, the funniest part of all is that, you know, pro-lifers don't fucking care about life. Yeah. They care about fetuses. They yeah. don't care about the people that end up growing up in, in messed up homes and have struggles and issues. Are you, Arden, would, are, are you saying that the GOP... <laughs> Oh no! Doesn't care <laughs> about women, what? and they actually don't care. Why don't you give Donald Trump a chance? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> have you not heard all of Mike Pence's wonderful plans for the future? Because they all involve women rising to the top. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that he was such a progressive. He really is. Wow. I mean, it's also because, like, let's be real. If they weren't members of Congress, or like, unfortunately, like. Presidents who stole the White House, um, they would all right. be like literal eggs on Twitter. Like they would, they, <laughs> they would be eggs. And you know what? Most, as someone who gets attacked by them a lot, most by the anti-choice people on Twitter are eggs, which seems appropriate. Like, is that why Twitter makes that the default? Because they know that like the egg who is talking to you is like an anti-choice person who like the best thing, like the best thing they ever accomplished in life. Was just popping out like was like being an born. Egg. They're so into it. Kindred. Well, that's like I've seen that meme where it's like spot the neo-Nazi and it's just an egg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's me. Someone should just hack every GOP member of Congress on Twitter and replace. Like do nothing. No like controversial tweets. Just no eggs. stealing info. Just delete their profile pics so that they wake up and they're all just eggs. Yeah, like, I yeah. I love it. And like as somebody who is extremely petty about um, like <laughs> everything. No, but about like the petty show who gets verified. <laughs> wow, drag me. But my, no, myself included. Like, you know, when they, they like verify like random people in media that like, I mean, when I got verified, I was on a radio show for like three months. <laughs> and I was like, I don't deserve this. Aww, have more faith in yourself. Oh, you do you so deserve much. it. Yeah, we deserve it. Well, like it. now, Trust yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> obviously not. Yeah. You are trying not to die from cancer. Ooh. It's got really light, really. Rough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's it. That's I'm no, just that's trying the, that's the not scenario. to Right. So oh. I'm just trying to survive cancer. You're just trying No, you're also you're trying to not die from cancer. Well, oh, just not die. Jill also forgot the pivotal question here. What? Safe or screwed. Right. Do we even have to ask the question? Yeah. The question though is is this so it's just not even about sustainability. It's just like getting any kind of healthcare. You're a human being who doesn't want to get cancer. Are you safe or screwed? <laughs> I am definitely screwed in more ways than one. Apparently. Well, Arden, yeah. uh, that's one more point for you because before the Affordable Care Act, health insurance programs often paid for sick people but didn't pay for preventing sickness. Makes no. sense. Under Obamacare, no. women are covered for annual cancer sc- 
screenings and DNA tests. Insurance companies also used to get away with not covering patients who currently had cancer because it was a pre-existing condition. So if you want to make sure... Why do they keep using that as a guide? Pre-existing condition, like the worst kind of pack. Yeah. God. So basically, if you want to make sure that you don't have cancer, (laughs) or you uh, do have cancer and you can only afford treatments because of Obamacare, you are screwed. I'm upset. Yeah. We're all upset. This day was going so well. I know. And then you came here. And then I did this. We are ruining people's lives. Specifically us. I don't know. We live in a liberal bubble, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Although, you know what? I'm from Arkansas. And so I I went home for for Thanksgiving times. Oh, how was that? I had a conversation about with my cousin about why she voted for Donald Trump. Oh my god. That's, that's darker than this I game. know, but she had seen all of my like hyper liberal like bubble tweets. Liberal bubble <laughs> tweets. <laughs> bubble <laughs> tweets. I like that. Bubble tweets. Uh which is funny though cuz I really don't think that in a diverse city we live in as much of a no, bubble. No, it's as, not a bubble no, at all. But we yes, as rural. of last it's night the world it's fine. As of last night that we did start calling this studio the liberal bubble. So <laughs> I'm happy about that. Yeah. I'm definitely I'm, I'm feel safe. It's a safe space. It's a safe yeah, space. Yeah, I love a safe space. Wait, so like so ironically though we've boxed ourselves in. Which, you know, I feel like often, <laughs> Lock us up. <laughs> which I feel like often the feminist movement is about, you know, not not boxing yourself in. But here yeah. we are. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to break these boundaries. Uh, it seems like, though, everyone that I talked to in the South that was pro-Trump was just anti-Hillary. Like, none of them actually yeah. liked Trump. It was just they didn't want Hillary to be president. Yeah. Which is hilarious, because these, by the way, are all women that I'm talking to. Yeah. So I'm like, but does not a single bit of you, like, even if you don't it's like, like Democrats. like, really? Like, you don't look at like, photos of Hillary and just think, like, Mom, <laughs> please. Like, Mom, <laughs> rock that <laughs> pantsuit. Mom, I want your pantsuit, Mom. <laughs> Mom, please. you're perfect. <laughs> like, I feel like... It's... Fuck me up, please. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is like when like men were like during the election, like being like, you know, there's just something about Hillary I don't like. I yes. can't put my it's finger on it. China, you bitch, <laughs> you dumb cunt. It's a, it's her fucking vagina. So, cancer patients dead. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> So far, like DV cancer, some like light stuff. The government really cares about yeah, you. It's in America yeah. for all people. Yeah. So moving right along to um, scenario three. Oh, good. Door C. One could say you had a C-section, uh, safe or screwed. Like just in general, you like had I, a C-section I had one in your life. Any point and now, in time. yeah, like you had a C-section. Let's go ahead and say I don't know. Like, well, you're young, but let's go ahead and say a person had a C-section like ten years ago, just trying to get some insurance, trying to chill on it, trying to you know get some blood tests, get some go to the dentist. Test. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Cavity search. Why? <laughs> why would that be a no? But well, I know. Are you saying no. safe? Are you oh, saying yeah, safe? Also, remember, no. it could be. It safe. could be safe. Any of these could be safe. You know, like there's... I don't trust either of you. Make a safe <laughs> option. Again, I mean, something to consider is there is no prize. So if you get it wrong, literally nothing, nothing matters. Lost, We're nothing all lost. gonna die. Yeah. No, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like nothing lost. There's except no happy. Our hope. Yeah. Okay. No. So there's not a confetti cannon waiting mm-hmm. for me anywhere. Okay. Well, it's okay. Um, safe. Uh, okay, so yeah, okay, there you go. So you are screwed. Congratulations on your baby. Unfortunately, <laughs> having a C-section for some fucking reason counts as a pre-existing condition. condition. <laughs> yeah. So is being a woman a pre-existing condition? Actually, we'll get there. We'll get uh, there. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We actually will get there. Um, without Obamacare, it is quite likely you will be screwed. Considering I don't think Paul Ryan is like concerned that he's gonna get. A C-section and then not be able to get insurance. Right. No, he's not worried. Yeah, no. I'll give him a C-section. He also thinks poor children are soulless. Like, I'm just throwing that one out there. <laughs> Wait, did he actually say yes. that? Yes. Wait, how did he yes, say he that? 
Something about like, do you know like the free lunch? Like oh, no. the kids with the free lunch. Oh my god. Something about soulless kids and their Wait, free is, lunch. Did he actually refer to them as the kids with the free lunch that I, was soulless? <laughs> did he actually okay, do that? I'm I am the black widow of death referring to them as the free lunch kids. Um oh but god. he definitely used the word soulless. <laughs> S O U L L E S S Solus. It's not funny. I'm not it's, no, it's you not have laughing. to laugh or you will ball. And safe or screwed. Pregnant. LOL. You are pregnant. These are all women, so they're all screwed. <laughs> Literally. Congrats, congrats. Yeah, that's the Oh, the man. general theme, I think. Well, it turns out that before the Affordable Care Act, lots of insurance programs just didn't bother to pay for prenatal or maternal care because paying $20,000 for your uncomplicated birth is, like, totally chill. Um, Lol. Keep that sex safe. Because you're about to be screwed. No pun intended. But we're not going to give Every you free pun. birth control because fuck pan, Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Am I right, kids? Am I right, ladies? Ladies. H-E-M-R-I. And not gentlemen, apparently. So you don't want to get pregnant. <laughs> safe or screwed? We just we, like you spoiled this one. Sorry, right. spoiler alert. So uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and give people the facts. Just the go ahead and read it. This is my alternative fact. Um, <laughs> the Affordable Care Act gave women access to contraception, including the pill, IUDs, Yum. injections, and emergency contraception, aka Plan B, mm. without copay or coinsurance. With Obamacare, <laughs> women of the nation saved over one million dollars collectively on out-of-pocket birth control costs. Yay. Ladies, without <laughs> Obamacare, you are. Screwed. That makes me so sad. The first place that I ever got birth control was Planned Parenthood. Yeah. That was like, I want to make a whole video about that. Wow, it's like, like in a few years, you'll be like, was that a fever dream? Yeah, like, I was like, <laughs> well, back in my day, <laughs> I got birth control for free. Oh, my God. Yeah. You have a vagina. Oh. Safe or screwed? I mean, screwed. Yeah, no, yeah. I liked how last time Carmen read... Um, this little blurb as though she was Vanna White like from Wheel of Fortune. So I like that. Well, I think I, yeah. it makes you feel better. Fa- yeah. yeah, it made me feel so better. I, I think felt comforted. I'm, I'm going to do that now yeah. as well. Before the Affordable Care Act, you could not go to OBGYNs without a referral. Now you can waltz in and even call that bitch your primary care physician like I do. Shout out Jody. Hey. You're screwed. Um, yeah. Wait, so, well, how does that work then? You have to get a referral. So you have to, like, go to another doctor. Apparently OBGYNs are, like, a really, it's, like, a super exclusive, you know, it's like you got to be on the list. Yeah, my, I go to, like, it's like a bouncer outside. It's like, (laughs) I go to, like, a primary care physician who, like, also acts as my gynecologist, and she makes me uncomfortable last, but (laughs) I mean, like, but I am am thankful. Okay. Wow, I hope she doesn't subscribe. I I, want to say I am thankful, but I do, I would like to unsubscribe from the conversations (laughs) that that she has while she's inside (laughs) me. No! She told me. she on the phone, like, oh, my God, I got that screenshot. It was lit. No, like, she, last time I was there, it was, like, around Christmas time, (laughs) and she was literally inside me telling me about how her Amazon order was delayed and how she wasn't going to get the gifts to her kids in time and I was like but what's worse her having that conversation or her going oh <laughs> well sad this is let's our go ahead and say you want a nurse to touch your boobs for health reasons I do um, well, safe honestly, or screwed yeah. I mean all the time safe or screwed well, now I'm thinking it might be easier just to get a woman to touch my boobs without it being a nurse <laughs> than being a nurse. So I'm gonna say screwed. Yeah, or maybe an off-duty nurse. You know what off I mean? Off-duty. Like, yeah, depends. Screwed because the Affordable Care Act opened up a range of services for women at no costs that were literally life-saving. 
annual mammograms were included in there. And we had a long conversation when we were writing this about whether or not a mammogram really counts as a nurse touching your boobs for health reasons. Because, right. like, a machine is really just, like, and squeezing yeah. your health. But squeezing. she has to touch. Yeah, Jill pointed out that. She, she has still to has lift. to help your boobs into she the has to, She has to elevate the breast into the place where it needs to be. So it does it does technically count. I have um, never had a mammogram And you are before. also technically screwed. I don't think you don't have to. You have to be like 30. I was about to say, I have not. No. I'm so, so scared. Without dat ACA, <laughs> you are scared. Uh, that dank ass. That dank ass ACA. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my no. god, the ACA was so dank. dank. It was the dankest, yeah, wow. dankest healthcare. Yo, wow. so dank. So dank. Uh, oh I want to make. I'm gonna definitely also make a playlist um, of like songs about sweet, sweet memories, and I'll dedicate it to Aww. Dad ACA. Dad ACA. That'll be what it's called. Yeah, Dad ACA. Are you ready for the final question of Safe or Screwed? I think so. Okay, <laughs> you are. Donald Trump, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, or Trump's pick for Secretary of Health <gasps> and Human Services Tom Price. Wow. That's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm safe, all right. You are safe. Ding, 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 ding. You are. If you are a white man with no pre-existing conditions, tons of money, and a mysterious desire to kill everyone slowly and painfully through the prolongment of their medical suffering that they did not ask for, you are apparently safe AF. <laughs> oh my that god. That is obviously. Of course, I feel like that's also because safer screw doesn't include like the other end of their karmic loop. Yes, because <gasps> they're so screwed. Oh, Eventually, yeah. they're like, so screwed. So yes. screwed. Like, Super screwed. Oh my god. Donald Trump would come back as pond scum. Would he? Pond scum. He would. Or like, it's I like always... Paul Ryan could look at my soulless eyes. <laughs> Not that I've thought about it before, but I always imagined <laughs> he would come back as mall scum, which is the kind you know mall scum, right? No. Mall scum is like the kind of person who like when you're like 13 <gasps> and you hang out in the mall, mall you're rats? like you yell at your mom's like drop you off. Yeah, mall rats, and they like you like have your tiny purse and you're like smoking cigarettes out hang there. Out outside the arcade but you don't have any change so you can't actually yeah. play the games this the sounds like you guys both were mall scum no 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 what cut that out cut that out cut that in post yeah that, um, uh, no. no based on absolutely no personal experience <laughs> I would say I think Donald Trump will come back as mall scum I just want Paul Ryan Donald Trump and Tom Price to come back as poor women yeah, that ooh, they will. Poor worry. women of color. Yeah. yeah, and they'll have ooh. they'll just like they'll have to wander through the earth like similarly to you know poor women of color now, being like, but I just don't get why they do this to us. But like every time they ask the question, they'll like get some deja vu. <gasps> They're right. like, wow, wow, wow. another life, another yeah. life. It'll be really meta. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They'll feel the repercussions of their past lives. Yeah. Well, actually, that's all moot since like the earth won't exist <laughs> right and so we're all dead anyway. yeah like they'll actually come back as like a moon rock because yeah or there just will like be no life atomic dust a moon rock they'll come back a as like single moon, moon, moon rock. rock they're gonna come back back as a theory of life <laughs> <laughs> we all are if you think about it we're all kind of just like sacks of blood waiting to be popped um, oh dear okay. that just reminded me of a tick and I don't like yeah. that wow. you know much. like I know we just played a game about healthcare but <laughs> right. I'm pretty but squeamish let's, so let's back it up it a little down. bit let's <laughs> back it up a little bit like wow yeah. okay wow. okay thank you so much Arden for being here we are so pumped to have you um, you can subscribe to Arden's YouTube channel sup sup A Rose 186 or you can pre-order her book on Amazon it's called Almost Adulting and it comes out March 28th oh yeah 
It's fun. If I had known this election was happening, I would have written a different book. <laughs> <laughs> it's it'll be your second book. It's mm. fun. Mm. Yeah, almost adulting is almost like too positive because it was like during. <laughs> You're like, I wrote it last year. I didn't know. God, we I all didn't thought. know it was the end of the year. Ugh. Yeah, you know the the end of the world. There was is a happening. there was a story that came out this week that Tim Kaine, um, Hillary's running mate, was busted at TSA for a, har- for a harmonica, <laughs> which they thought no. was like something. that could no. have been our problem. That that could have been the only <laughs> issue we were facing right now. Okay, we had our fun. Now let's get serious for a sec. Carrie Wade is a queer feminist writer at Autostraddle. As a disabled person, Carrie knows a whole lot about the ACA, what healthcare looked like before Obamacare, what it looks like now, and what our deeply grim future looks like without it. We gave her a call. Hello. Okay, so we are on the line right now with Carrie Wade. Carrie, will you tell us a little bit about who you are? Sure. I am a staff writer at autostraddle.com, the queer intersectional feminist website. Um, And I do a lot of their disability coverage over there. And I also do general, like, disability rights advocacy and accessibility consulting for a bunch of different organizations in the L.A. area. So I'm essentially on the path to becoming a professional disabled person, which is like my dream career. Great. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So you obviously know a lot about the ACA. Um, Why are you worried about the ACA repeal? Oh, where do I even start? I mean, you know, for for disabled folks, the ACA did so much to humanize us and to put us on equal footing with our non-disabled peers, both in terms of like the healthcare system and also just the way that we were perceived and the things that we had access to. Um, You know, prior to the ACA, an insurance company could have taken a look at me and just been like, nah, you know, like, we don't want to do this because you're too expensive. Like, I have cerebral palsy, and I've had to have a major surgery, like, once every two years since childhood. And, you know, I have orthotics that I wear every day. And, you know, I probably shouldn't walk further than my own backyard without them. I'm a relatively low cost, easy to manage case of somebody with cerebral palsy and it's still really expensive. Like you learn the value of healthcare um, and health insurance really early on as a disabled person because you realize that the things that you need to live are actually very expensive and would very easily bankrupt you or your family if you didn't have health insurance. And so what the ACA did was it put me on equal footing in the insurance pool with people who don't have a pre-existing condition like mine and made it illegal to discriminate against me and anybody like me in providing coverage. That's the thing that I am most worried about because that's something that applies even if you have employer-based health care in some cases. The pre-existing condition provision was only added after the Affordable Care Act came into being and I am on employer-based health care now, and you bet that I'm watching pretty closely to figure out, you know, what's going to happen to the pre-existing condition portion of my coverage if something, you know, goes sideways about the ACA. Everybody would talk about when the ACA first came into being, the young people who could just kind of forego insurance because, like, nothing bad, quote-unquote, was going to happen to us, and the statistics of you know, facing a health crisis were pretty low. 
But if you're a young person who's disabled, you kind of can't afford that, <laughs> you know, like yeah. emotionally. Um, you can't really afford to be like, well, I could need like a spinal fusion surgery like next week, but like it's fine. You know, right. I'll just like I'll just wing it. <laughs> right. Know, like, just yeah. a casual surgery I that I can't afford. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds you chill. Really, yeah. You don't really have the privilege to to kind of shoot from the hip in the way that your non-disabled peers do. You know, I think that people's approach to disability when it comes to healthcare is like, well, can you just try being less disabled? (laughs) (laughs) Is there any world in which you think the GOP actually finds a better system than Obamacare and can put it in action in time? You know, I am going to stick with Obama on this one and say, if that is possible, I will absolutely support that. You know, like, great. If you can somehow manage it, I'd love to see it. But given what a catastrophe the last few days in the government has been, um, I am very reluctant to believe that they have something up their sleeves that's, like, amazing, especially for disabled people. Whatever they come up with, it might be salvageable for able-bodied folks. Great. But for disabled people, you know, I think that, any sort of system that's predicated on, again, why don't you just be less disabled, which is kind of the message behind a lot of GOP-oriented policy um, when it comes to disability stuff, except for, I will say, IDEA and the ADA, which are two of the biggest pieces of disability rights legislation ever. They were both signed into law by Republicans, but this is obviously a different time. I'm not hopeful that they're going to come up with this, like, inclusive plan that is respectful and gives health care security to disabled folks, especially those of us who are outside of the traditional workforce. You know, I think that a lot of GOP thinking goes back to economic contribution. And, like, if you, you know, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, like, contribute to your bank account, you know, you, you'll be able to make it in America. And it's like, well, you know, a lot of disabled folks can't work in the way that Republicans seem to think that everybody should be able to. And it's not a matter of, like, laziness or effort. It's a matter of, like, structure and the way that our bodies and minds are built. So, no. <laughs> to answer your question, I'm not super hopeful. What can Americans do to stop the repeal? I mean, keep making those calls, you know? it's It's a matter of, just making sure that people know that their constituents are watching and that it actually does matter what legislators do in their capacity as legislators. Um, I would also recommend, in addition to calling about the repeal, to call about Tom Price, who's the nominee for Secretary of Health and Human Services, um, and you know, speak out against his appointment. Just continue to make your voice heard. And even if the ACA ends up going down, make sure that you are involved every step of the way, especially if you have a Republican senator and Republican representative. If they say they're going to replace it, make sure you're getting in their faces about what that means and make sure they hear from you about the things that you need from your health care. Because it is actually their job to listen to their constituents. And read up also, you know, like make sure that you're educated on what sort of health coverage you're currently receiving and what would happen to you and what would happen to people you know 
if certain provisions of the Affordable Care Act were to disappear, because personal stories are what people respond to, whether they're like your neighbor or your senator. Make sure you know how this is going to affect your life personally, and that will help you become a better activist, but it'll also it'll also make it possible for more people to want to hear what you have to say. And I mean, you've told us um, a little bit about sort of what's at stake for you personally and specifically for disabled folks, but what else is at stake here? Like, what's at stake for women, for queer and trans people? How has the ACA helped so many of these, you know, historically underserved communities? Oh, sure. I mean, like, Pregnancy can count as a pre-existing condition, you know, so it's not even it's not even just that disabled people have pre-existing conditions. It's like, you know, people who have been pregnant or who have had cancer. And also, you know, I have trans friends here in California who've been able to get top surgery, bottom surgery, at least partially covered by their insurance. And, you know, for them, this is life-saving surgery, and that's not hyperbole. You know, it's not like a soft-feeling thing. This is actually a matter of life or death for them to be able to get these procedures in a lot of cases, and they are not able to pay for them out of pocket. So they wouldn't have been able to do it without, you know, insurance coverage. Women who need birth control, who are, you know, doing any sort of, like, fertility planning, family planning, all these things can very easily just vanish, like, yesterday if the ACA does evaporate. If you're listening to this, you do know somebody who's going to be negatively impacted by an Obamacare repeal. And I think that it's important to figure out what that means and what that's going to look like and make sure that even if you are in a relatively safe position, that you continue to stay informed and fight for the people who aren't. Okay, you can follow Carrie on Twitter at Wade Theory. That's W-A-D-E theory. Carrie, thanks again for being here. That's all for this episode of The Bossy Show. Make sure to tune in next week. Want to get involved? Here's something you can do right now to make a difference. Call your local representatives and urge them not to repeal the Affordable Care Act. Just go to www.house.gov representatives find, type in your zip code, and find your reps, just like we did. But unlike us, be cool. Follow at The Bossy Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr for pics from inside the show and more. Special thanks to Arden Rose and Carrie Wade for being on our show. The Bossy Show is recorded at Sonic Pool Post Productions in Hollywood. Music by Johnny Franco and audio engineering by Drew Frost. See you next time. Jill, they can't see us. <laughs>